Welcome back to my most authentic life. My name is Fede. I'm your host. Today we're catching up with singer, songwriter, and independent recording artist, Mishi. And I really did feel like hamster on a wheel. And, um, you know, taking that leap and just, you know, quitting my corporate job at 29 years old. I had a mortgage, a car, a cat. Um, you know, I think I had to be really brave. But, you know, I've never looked back. And I often think, you know, I could never live the life that I had. I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been now, living my authentic life, um, doing work that um, I'm passionate about. Yes, I don't make as much money as my corporate job, but there's a, there's a much larger expense to living that lifestyle. Um, and that was my happiness. In today's episode, we continue to explore the spectrum of authenticity. This podcast is designed to connect with guests that are daring to take the leap, that are choosing to take the road less traveled, who are being brave and bold and are designing the next chapter of their lives. Today, we're going to hear Mishi's journey, a journey that has taken her from Canada to Thailand to Mexico, her journey from the corporate hamster wheel to independent recording artist. And we get to hear the origin story of her new release, Canvas. Here's a bit of Mishi's latest creation. Welcome to the podcast, Mishi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Fede. And I'm excited to share your story and to talk about your new song. And it's literally been exploding on playlists all over the world. How does that make you feel? Um, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting and exciting. Um, like when I look at the data uh, where my song is being streamed, it's just, um, it's incredible that you know, in the digital era, you know, people in random countries I've never heard of and somehow able to reach my song. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And we're going to get into the very fun and interesting story behind what inspired Canvas uh, a bit later on. So make sure you listen to that. But first, let's hear more about your story. And one of the things that resonates about your story is that you've made choices that are true to you, choices that honor your true self, that honor your calling and your passion for music. What is authentic living to you and how do you practice it? Um, the way I practice authentic living is doing what makes me happy and not worrying about what people think about me. Um, so being, you know, a 34-year-old making music, I think people who really, um, you know, are close to me and love me, you know, they have my, they have nothing but love for me, but the way that they maybe um, show love and concern um, kind of comes out 
to think that maybe that there's something wrong with me for living this way. Um, but really that's not the case at all. Like I'm, I, I feel very happy and fulfilled. I don't live this conventional life that I used to live when I was in my twenties living in Canada. I had a court, I had a cushy corporate job. I worked my way up the corporate ladder. I kind of fit all, I hit all these kind of checkpoints in my life that I thought were going to make me happy. And, and, uh, you know, the more money I made or the, you know, the more promotions I got, I was going to hit some sort of, I don't know, level of enlightenment or something. And that absolutely could have been like, it couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, and I really did feel like hamster on a wheel and, um, you know, taking that leap and just, you know, quitting my corporate job at 29 years old, I had a mortgage, a car, a cat. Um, you know, I think I had to be really brave, but you know, I've never looked back and I often think, you know, I could never live the life that I had. Um, and people who are close to me, who, you know, family, friends, I don't think they quite understand like what this means to me uh, that I am truly happy now. Um, I think they still have this idea that I was happier back then, but that's, that's not true. I'm, ha I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been now living my authentic life, um, doing work that um, I'm passionate about. Yes. I don't make as much money as my corporate job, but there's a, there's a much larger expense to living that lifestyle. Um, and that was my happiness. That's a great way of putting it. It sounds like you had ticked all the boxes and were living all the shoulds. And that's a big part of this podcast. Uh, the beauty of the journey, uh, the journey to learn to live as you are versus as you should be. Now let's listen to another one of Mishi's songs, All In My Dreams. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Mishi has been on a journey through exotic locations, and Thailand was the place where All In My Dreams was born. Uh, please tell us how this song came about. Yeah, so All In My Dreams was kind of a last-minute song. I was under a lot of pressure. Um, so I had been booked to uh, perform at a really big music festival in Thailand called Wonder Fruit, and I was invited by Def Jam. Uh, it's a record label. And uh, so that had been confirmed, like, I think maybe months in advance. And, all, you know, my name, the, the name of my duo was already in all of the marketing. Um, and then about a week before uh, Wonder Fruit, uh, me and my partner, we um, had a very dramatic breakup. Uh, we clashed on a lot of things creatively, um, a lot of our goals, just things that we wanted. And it kind of was like tension that was building up. And I, and I did question if we were even going to make it to Wonder Fruit. And of course we didn't. <laughs> um, and so I had to call, I had to call the label and say, listen, we broke up. There's no compromise here. We can't do the show. And they had asked me if uh, I was able to like sing on the tracks without the guy who produced it. And I said like, no, there's no way I can do that. Um, but I said, well, I have my own catalog music and it's kind of similar to that. Um, and so they said, okay, well, do you have like 30 to 45 minutes? And I said, yep, but 
truthfully, I didn't. Um, so as soon as I got off that call, I started writing music and somehow I was able to fill the set. I created three songs in a span of a week. Wow, that's great. Sounds like uh, trial by fire and uh, you rose to the occasion. Uh, you know, I'm a huge supporter of uh, geographical change uh, in order to find yourself. How did your Asia experience impact your transformative journey from corporate mindset to independent recording artist? Um, I mean, Asia was amazing because as soon as I, as soon as I got there, I started working in music right away and I was so busy. I was working seven days a week. I was, um, I was singing, I started off singing jazz. Um, I was in a jazz band, so I was, you know, singing in hotels and lounges, rooftops, rooftop bars, restaurants, weddings. Um, it was so much fun. And that's when I really w was able to kind of contrast between sitting in an office, staring at a computer, wearing a suit, acting very robotic to doing something that I'm absolutely so passionate about. And yes, I did make less money performing, um, but I was so much happier. I was in my element. I was in a constant state of flow. Um, when I would be at my corporate job, I'd be constantly looking at the clock, being like, when is the day going to finish? When is Friday going to come? I'm so happy to hear that you were able to have that experience. Um, I've been there and I'm really connecting with this part of your story because that adrenaline of being in a new place and a new country and having fresh experiences really energizes you. Um, so now you're swimming in all of this and then the pandemic hits. Uh, so how did you manage to deal with all of it? Yeah, I mean, so I was pretty heavily working in the music industry in Thailand. I was working with labels there. Um, I wasn't signed to a label, but I was working with artists who were signed to labels. So writing music for them or opening for them, performing with them. Um, so I had a lot of my independence and it was really amazing to be able to transcend my creativity into their work. And I, I really developed a passion for songwriting for other people. Um, and that was something I discovered in Thailand and, you know, being able to hear their records and hear my ideas and their records or being able to, you know, uh, collaborate with others was really fun. Um, but when the pandemic hit, that all kind of just stopped. Um, and I was kind of just stuck in Thailand, kind of waiting. I think I was in Thailand for about a year until I realized this pandemic isn't going anywhere. Um, it had been much more, I guess, strict in Asia than it has been in North America. Um, like I left Thailand in May, 2021. And at that time we weren't even allowed to eat at a restaurant. That's crazy. I had a similar experience, uh, extreme lockdown measures in Europe. I was at the lowest point of my mental health, living alone in what I call solitary confinement. And, uh, and like you, I made the great escape, the great escape to Mexico. Right. It was it was so wild, like seeing people at bars and seeing people allowed to go to the beach. But I really needed that. Like I was going like totally insane in Thailand, just being locked up at home. Like I felt like I was really at my last job, like going completely insane. So I'm so glad that I left. And that worked out OK, because uh, you got another burst of creativity and you released another one of your singles. Uh, still do it. Yeah. So um Still Do It was um, a song I had been working on 
over the last three years. Like I would visit it and write like one little line and then close it. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'll get back to it, you know, when I have free time. And then I would come back to it like, oh, okay, I'm going to record this part of the song. Um, So it was built over a long period of time. I thought I was never going to finish that one. And then, you know, one night I was working on it and I'm like, it's almost done. And I, I really like the way that this is sounding and I'm going to release this song. Um, So I released it last October. Um, Yeah. And it came out. And shortly after um, my music publisher sent me an email and he said, we got a placement on this TV show, this Canadian show called Hudson and Rex. So um. Yeah, it hasn't come out yet, um, the episode, but uh, when it does, I will definitely be announcing that on my socials. Let's listen to a bit of Still Do It. How we radiate, that's what they all say. Because we keep that ember lit, it's in our PDA. Making rhythm every night, got me singing all the time. Well, my fade up to the sky. Brilliant. And that brings us to Canvas, Mishi's summer release, the highlight of today's interview. And there's a special story behind how the song came about. What is that, Mishi? Um, Well, the concept for the idea was actually from an experience I had in Thailand. So I lived in Thailand for three years from 2018 to 2020. No, 2021. Sorry. Um, And uh, one of my friends, he's a music producer, and he actually produced my vocals on this track canvas. So um, there was something that happened. I, um, I went to his house in Chiang Mai and I saw this canvas laying on uh, the floor of his bedroom and it looked like kind of like abstract paint but a little bit messier than like an abstract art piece and I said what the hell is this he said oh me and my girlfriend um, we covered ourselves in paint and then we had sex on the canvas and so this is the result of our evening Um, and I thought wow that is so amazing like you were able to sort of capture um, like your love or like a moment together, your sexual, you know, intimacy into an art piece. And I thought that was so unique and beautiful. And now, you know, they have a hanging above their bed. They're married now, by the way. Um, And that's like a very important piece to them, uh, a way to capture their love um, into an art piece. So I thought that would be a great concept for a song. And that was something I always thought about over the years. Um, And this was back in like 2019 when I was at his house. So it was just something that was in the back of my mind. And then I started kind of playing around with chords and I thought about that idea and that's how it kind of evolved from there. What a beautiful story. And so amazing that for three years, this idea stayed with you. Then one day the light bulb goes off and you know that it's the idea for your new song. What comes next? And how would you describe your creative process from that point? Well, you know, this, this art is a true discipline. Like this, song I probably spent about 200 hours you know locked away in my bedroom not talking to anyone my phone's on silent and I really have to get into a state of flow and and say okay today I'm going to spend two or three hours working on verse one you know and that means you know crafting out the lyrics refining what I want to say and then maybe taking doing a hundred takes of the same line and um, listening to every playback of my recording and saying, okay, this is the one, 
<laughs> um, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of layers to it. And the more, the more music I create, the more um, particular I am about my takes, um, the more I pay attention to the finer details. And I think over the years, I've gotten better as a songwriter. I've gotten better as a recording artist because the more I do, the more awareness um, comes to life. Uh, in crafting it and I've become like a perfectionist in, in my vocal takes or my lyrics like sometimes I'll be lying in bed and uh, and I'll be thinking about it and I'll be like wait I didn't like that idea and I'll like get up and like set up my laptop pull up my microphone and and like I know that I have to get something a, a very particular way so yeah it's definitely a discipline definitely sounds like a lot of effort but when we're doing something that we're passionate about the hours and the time seem to count in a very different way. Now, the lyrics are so layered and are such an important part of this beautiful song. Take us through the song from your songwriting perspective. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I really love, like, my favorite part of the song, I think, is um, the chorus. This is how I would describe the painting or the canvas. Um, and I think the verses, you know, play an important role as well. So um, the second verse is my favorite. This is when the canvas has already been made. Canvas hanging dry, so beautiful, so That was amazing. Thank you for taking us through that. Now, reflecting back on your previous life in the corporate world, what do you see when you think back? And how does that make you appreciate your present? Um, yeah, I mean, I can't believe I, I kept myself in that corporate job for so long. I can't believe for so long I was bamboozled to think that that's what I needed to do to be happy. It's like, you know, we're programmed to think a certain way. Um, but then I wasn't feeling like it was authentic. That makes sense. Um, I knew, I knew something was not right. I knew I wasn't fulfilled. I was just, do, I was just existing in this. Yeah. On the hamster wheel. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I were brave enough to do it sooner, I would have, but I guess timing is everything. Right. And People are ready to do things at different times. And uh, I had to wait until I was 29. Maybe some people are lucky. And and, and they know even before, um, even jumping into a corporate job, maybe at 19, they're like, yeah, I know that's not for me. And yeah, I'm kind of like envious of those people who know right away. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't know for a long time. But I'm okay with that. I don't have any regrets. And um, yeah, I think it's the experiences that I have had working in corporate life has given me a lot of perspective of you know, being able to compare and contrast what it means to do work that makes you happy and what it means to do work that makes you miserable. And when I reflect on that life that 
gave me no fulfillment whatsoever, uh, a lot of security and, you know, financial benefits. Um, that wasn't, that's not something at all I would ever go back to. So what's next for you on the creative front? Uh, well, I'll be working on my next single shortly. So normally the way that I work with music now, um, like music costs much, like commercial music to have the quality that you're hearing from campus. Um, like it costs money. I don't have the ability to create that myself. I've had to hire and direct people to do certain parts. So some of the mixing, some of the engineering. Um, so basically when I get paid out from my um, publishing, that is money that funnels back into the creation of another song. Um, so I do have a lot of songs, like partial songs and ideas in folders that um, I'll probably be reworking. Um, but as for now, I'm just taking a little breather because there was so much work that led up to releasing Canvas. And there's a lot of administration and promotion that goes behind um, the creative aspect of it. So I'm going to take a little break. And then once I have that break, I'm going to go right back into making my next single. Well, wishing you continued success on Canvas and on all your past and future projects. I'm sad this interview has to come to an end. Thank you for sharing your story and your music. Thank you so much, Fede, for having me on your podcast. It was a real pleasure. You can follow Mishi on Spotify. That's Mishi. M-I-C-H-I. You'll find the link in the episode resources. As always, if you love this episode, please give us a rating and a review. And please continue to share on Instagram and on your social media as we continue to build our online community. That's today's episode. Hope it inspired you to take action. Have an amazing day and keep on living. Time on. <laughs>